0: Hockey podcast. Today we talk football. We talk NFL football. It's back. Well, preseason, but still, football's back. Remember when the New England Patriots were a dynasty? been a pretty long time now. When they were good, they always seemed to have a really good offense. Well, they always had a great defense too. Let's be real. And right now, I don't know if they have a great anything, but they do have a very good safety and he's flying under the radar. And that would be Kyle Duggar. If you're looking for a safety in IDP fantasy football, I might go Kyle Duggar. If you're looking for a linebacker, I might go to the New York Jets, and I might look for and Williams' younger brother, Quincy. It took him a while to find his footing in the NFL, but he can fly, and he's almost making Dave Caldwell look like a decent GM for that pick. We won't go there. If you're looking for a receiver, or two, maybe check out the Miami Dolphins' Eric Azuconma. Hasn't done anything yet in the NFL, but he's pretty much the exact opposite of what they have in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. He can high point, He's physical and he's a lot bigger than they are. So he might get some chance. He might get some run at the, the number three wide receiver spot. If you're looking at the Buffalo Bills, Gabe Davis. I would say Khalil Shakir, but I think this is Gabe Davis's year. It, it's been his year for a while now, but I believe. Let's go to the AFC North. <laughs> DJ Turner of the Cincinnati Bengals was a second or third round pick. I thought he should have been, well, he should be a second round pick in my opinion. He can fly and he plays quite possibly the most valuable position on the defense right now that isn't the edge rusher. That would be slot corner. If you have a good slot corner, it allows you to do a lot in a modern NFL defense. And I think DJ Turner could end up being one of the best. The Baltimore Ravens know how to draft. We all know that. They picked up David Ojabo last year in the second round, and uh, that was a steal. Had he not had his Achilles tear, he would have been a first-round pick. He gets to pair now with Odafe Owe, and I would not want to be a quarterback in that division. Going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, they had two draft picks this year who I thought, you can't forget about these guys because they could be Hall of Famers. Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin. He is a human mover. Big, big dude. His teammate, while not as big, might be the biggest tight end I've ever seen. This is Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington is also a people mover. The Steelers want to move human beings this year. Their run game with Najee Harris could be... It might not be fun to watch, but it will be brutal to play against. And this, the Cleveland Bears, they come in with a wide receiver who... I really liked pre draft and I almost liked him more than his teammate. And that's Cedric Tillman. Out of the University of Tennessee, Cedric Tillman is a little bit more like a DeAndre Hopkins to Jalen Hyatt's Marquise Brown. Cedric Tillman could light the league on fire this year. Let's go to the AFC West. There's always a running back that's forgotten in Kansas City. His name is Jarek McKinnon. And why is he forgotten? Well, when you're a really good pass blocker, and that's what your, you know, calling card is, people tend to forget about you. But he was actually very useful for the Chiefs last year. In the screen game, blowing up linebackers, blowing up defensive backs, it doesn't matter what you ask Jarek McKinnon to do, he'll do it. And he'll do it and love it. If you're looking for a, you know, a running back in the mid-rounds or in the late rounds, he's Pretty cheap because he's also not very young. He might not be Isaiah Pacheco, but he's Jarek McKinnon. If you're looking for a linebacker, let's go to the Oakland Raiders. I can't call them Vegas. I'm sorry. It's Divine Diablo, one of the better names in the NFL. Came out of Virginia Tech as an oversized safety or an undersized linebacker. Uh, he will kill you, and he loves to do it. And he is fast. Oh, he's fast. Uh, He will have a big year if you're looking for an IDP linebacker. So maybe get him before he spikes. If you're looking for an edge rusher, Baron Browning from the Denver Broncos. He's not going to be talked about much because he's probably going to be on the physically unable to perform list until around week six. But I expect big things out of Baron Browning this year when he does come back. A player that will largely be forgotten in many fantasy, many fantasy podcasts. This will be Josh Palmer of the Los Angeles Chargers. Should be San Diego. Uh, I can't. Los Angeles is oh, There's too many Los Angeles franchises. Josh Palmer is a Canadian. Got to appreciate that on the podcast here. He might be forgotten, but I think his usefulness will, uh, will become apparent later in the season when injuries strike because it's the Chargers and it's the Chargers. So Josh Palmer, if you're looking for someone in best ball, He could definitely fill the Keenan Allen role at some point during the year. Moving on to my favorite division, the AFC South. It was always the Jags. The Jaguars went from first, well, worst to first. It doesn't happen often, more in the NFL than you would expect, but still. It was quite the impressive turnaround from the Urban Meyer debacle. The Jacksonville Jaguars come into the year with very high expectations. One player that does not have high expectations is Brenton Strange. However, Anyone following Jacksonville Jaguars training camp knows he might end up having a much larger role than anticipated. Evan Ingram, while I love Evan Ingram and I expect big things from him, he has had injury problems in the past. And let's be real, Doug Peterson loves to use two tight ends and Brenton Strange can block. So he will be on the field. I would expect a few nice spike weeks from Brenton Strange. And if you're looking for a long-term play, he might be worth the money. Moving on to the worst franchise in the NFL, the Tennessee Titans. I do like some of the players on the Titans right now. As much as it pains me to say, Chigo Conquo is a big part of my fantasy football team moving forward. I loved him coming out of the draft and it hurt me so dearly when the Tennessee Titans took him because, well, I had been hyping him up for months. Today though, I focus on a different Tennessee Titan. He went to UCLA. A school known more for developing basketball players, but instead we're talking Kyle Phillips today. Kyle Phillips really only had one game last year. That one game was an epitome of what he is as a player. When he's on the field, he's impossible to cover. When he's on the field, if he can stay healthy, his value—he could lead that team. Like he could lead the team in targets. I'm—I'm I'm not kidding. Kyle Phillips is—he's uh, very very good. Moving on to the Indianapolis Colts, Josh Downs. I really wanted to put Alec Pierce, but I actually think Josh Downs is the better receiver. Uh, Josh Downs plays like he's 6 foot 4, meanwhile he's only 5 foot 10. Uh, his ability to high point balls is pretty incredible for someone his size and as much as he will be called a slot receiver, he does so much more. Moving on to the tech, or the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans, this player is not forgotten by anyone. Except for national media, because everyone in the AFC South has forgotten by national media. This is Jalen Petre. You gotta love Jalen Petre. He came out of Baylor last year and just locked down that safety spot. He can play nickel, he can do just about anything you need in the secondary for your team, and his versatility was a big reason he went 33rd overall. I love Jalen Petre, and if you are playing IDP and you need a safety, go get him. He might be expensive. Let's go to the NFC now. Philadelphia Eagles, coming back as NFC champions, their roster somehow didn't really get any worse. It might have gotten better. One of those players that will eventually have to leave to get a better deal, that's Milton Williams. If I'm not mistaken, he went to Louisiana Tech, and he broke the combine. A little bit of a smaller Aaron Donald, He might have a massive year this year, but in very limited snaps. When he does get on the field, expect him to just be a pass-rushing demon. Milton Williams for the Philadelphia Eagles. I am a fan. Our first quarterback on the list. To the Washington football team. Yes, you heard me. Sam Howell. Gotta love Sam Howell. Had he come out after his junior year, he might be a first-round pick. Instead, he waits one more year, has to lead the NCAA in rushing for a few months before things kind of fell apart. Had they not fallen apart, he's a much higher draft pick and maybe starting a lot more in year one. But alas, here we are. A lot of people will say you gotta target McLaurin, you gotta target Dotson, you gotta target Logan Thomas. Go and get yourself Sam Howell. He might be cheap now, he won't be for long. Let's go to the perennially underachieving Dallas Cowboys. I think this year is the year it falls apart for the Cowboys. I think McCarthy is done around mid year. I think Dan Quinn takes over. I think they have a bit of a second half resurgence, but let's be real Dak Prescott ain't the guy. So, who's the player that is going to impress this year on the Dallas Cowboys? That is the tight end out of Wisconsin, Jake Ferguson. Jake Ferguson coming out, didn't have a lot of hype, was seen as a mid-round tight end. Why was that? Well, his numbers weren't impressive at Wisconsin, but then again, find me anyone in the passing game who has any impressive numbers coming out of Wisconsin, they're hard to find. His ability to track the ball was something I thought was impressive for a mid-round tight end. He's an adequate blocker, nothing special. but. If Luke Schoonmaker does miss time, I might look at Jake Ferguson. To our second quarterback of the division, I go to Daniel Jones. Nobody, nobody has forgotten about Daniel Jones. But for fantasy, I think his his ceiling is a lot higher than people think it is. The NFL QB market right now is in flux. We just saw the biggest name retire in NFL history. We've seen many others from that era, slowly fizzle out in the last five to ten years we're seeing a full changing of the guard right now and I think Daniel Jones is about to move into to that next echelon of quarterbacks his his receiver room is not anything special but he did add Darren Waller this year and rookie Jalen Hyatt will be getting some getting some love this year so if you're looking for anyone in that Giants offense I I don't know who I would want to Pick in the passing game. I would definitely like Saquon Barkley, but I think Daniel Jones has the potential to be a top six or seven quarterback this year. Let's go to the NFC North. Ivan Pace Jr. was a linebacker I loved coming out of Cincinnati. He can rush the passer, he can chase down ball carriers, he can do just about everything. He might be slightly undersized to be a pass rusher, but he is so fast off the ball. This kid's acceleration is something else. And he is dominating the headlines at Minnesota camp right now. So if you want to get a linebacker in your IDP rookie draft, I might target Ivan Pace before anyone else. The value is just too good. We've already talked... Oh, did I talk about him? No, I did not yet. Elton Jenkins, the only offensive lineman on the list, I wanted to give him love because he deserves it. Very few players can play anywhere on the offensive line and be an all pro. He is one of them. You got to love Elton Jenkins. Let's move to the Chicago Bears and find a running back who tore his Achilles a few years ago, but he has come back strong, and that's Dante Foreman. You got to love him. He's a human bowling ball and he can run. I'm so happy to see him recover from that injury because it gives me hope for James Robinson. Fly Robinson, fly. One more quarterback on this list. a name you would have expected a few years ago he was discarded from the la rams they added picks just to get rid of him they made the detroit lions into a respectable roster and that's jared goff jared goff might not be a great quarterback he might just be good he might not be good we should know by the end of the year that being said he's got enough weapons now i think he can be a solid fantasy asset So if you're looking for someone to maybe help your team, he could help. The NFC West. This division, well, I don't know if it's on the rise, it's hard to tell. Let's start with a team that, well, they're definitely not on the rise. This is the LA Rams. I don't know how to feel about Cam Akers going into the year. I have my I have my doubts, and if there's one player on that team that I think can really surprise, it's Zach Evans. I would definitely be, I would be willing to give him a chance on my team. My dog is is taking a chance right now with my with my microphone sniffing around here. All right, moving on to the Arizona Cardinals. This is a player that I have wanted for three years. I cannot acquire. That's okay. His name is Keontae Ingram. He has been patient, he has waited, and I think this is his year. If you want a running back for cheap, go find Keontae Ingram. Another running back. Three in a row, I know. (sighs) Gotta love my IDPs, but gotta give the running backs love. And this is from the Seattle Seahawks. You think it's going to be Zach Charbonnet? But it's not. It's going to be Kenny McIntosh from the Georgia Bulldogs, who just won the NCAA championship two years in a row. Kenny McIntosh is a he's a weapon in the pass game. He doesn't have breakaway speed. He's not he's not going to run you over, but he does the job. And if he somehow does get carries in Seattle, I think he's going to find himself being successful once again. If you can find him late in a draft or even pick him up for $1 with blind bid money or waivers, go for it. The San Francisco 49ers. This team can make something out of nothing. They can give the ball to just about anyone, because there's usually open space. And if this player has open space, he might take it all the way. That's Danny Gray from SMU. I couldn't decide who to take from San Francisco. They have a very, very, very interesting offense going into the year. Whether it be Brock Purdy running it or Trey Lance, I still think they're going to be a very good team. Because as long as Kyle Shanahan is there, they're going to be outcoaching most teams. The final division in today's episode. Let's go to the NFC South. We're going to start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, well, their quarterback situation is its not great. The rest of their roster is all wondering, why are we still here? I thought this was done when Tom Brady left. I, I honestly thought they were just going to stop being an NFL franchise once he left. But they do have some pretty solid pieces. And while I do think some of them might get traded mid-season, as long as they have two or three wins by the trade deadline, well, who knows what's going to happen in Tampa Bay, so I'm not going to make any predictions. I do think Kate Doten might have a good year. He looked pretty solid as a rookie, and his competition is slowly going away. So I think Kate Doten could be a solid play. <laughs> Carolina Panthers just traded away DJ Moore, and a lot of draft capital to go get Bryce Young. They picked up Jonathan Mingo in the draft, they signed DJ Chark, they also got Adam Thielen. These feel like patches. These feel like very short term patches. DJ Chark has had success before, but not in the recent, recent past. The last time we saw anything from DJ Chark was in Jacksonville and I don't even remember who the quarterback was that season. If it was Blake Bortles or Gardner Minshew, well, that's all you need to know. DJ Chark, he could be good, but I don't think this is his year. I think this is the year for Terrace Marshall Jr. Terrace Marshall has the size, he has the speed. He's a pretty solid route runner, and I don't think the competition is there for him. So if he gets a chance to take over for DJ Chark, I don't think he'll give up that role. We move on to the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons just added Bijan Robinson, quite possibly the best running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. If that is true, I see them using him in a variety of ways, because Bijan is not your typical running back. He's Christian McCaffrey, but about 15-20 pounds larger. Bijan will be used in a variety of ways. He will be split out wide, they will try to get him one-on-one matchups with linebackers, I think they'll use a lot of splits, and I think this will open up a lot of space for their number one rushing attack. One player that has been undervalued because of the Bijan pickup, Tyler Algier. Tyler Algier has a chance to be something very valuable to the Atlanta Falcons. He's one of the best insurance policies that you could pr- pretty much have right now in the NFL. He averaged around 5 yards a carry as a rookie, and uh, you know that's all you can really ask for out of a rookie. So... If you do pick up Bijan and you want the insurance policy, I might get Algier too. For the last player in this list, and quite possibly my favorite, a sixth round pick of the New Orleans Saints, A.T. Perry. A.T. Perry comes in as a gazelle. He looks more like an antelope when he runs. He's a long strider, but he's very nuanced at the position. I would very much recommend listening to the Bootleg football podcast and his interview on that in, uh, on that podcast was it was eye-opening. He is a intuitive player. he's smart and he knows what he's doing. I think if he gets a chance to show what he's worth in New Orleans, he might end up surprising people. This is it for today's episode. I might not do many NFL episodes. I might not do many episodes in front of the piano again either. This has proven to be a lot harder than I expected. Although I hope you at least found some of this informative. Maybe at least relaxing. Either way.